Welcome, everybody, to another edition of NFL Hard Hits on, on everything that's with the podcast network. I'm your host, Eric. My uh, co-hosts are uh, Robin Kenneth. How are you guys? Pretty good, Eric. How are you? Pretty good. It, it was a pretty decent weekend of football. Um, we'll get to that, and we'll get to... Um, I don't think there's any, um, really any major coaching news besides um, who was hired. The uh, um, Raiders retained, uh, officially made uh, Antonio Pierce the head coach and, and um, who was hired. Mm-hmm. Shit. Somebody else was hired. I, I, I can't grasp forgot. But, yeah, there wasn't that much coaching news, but. Let's get to it. Um, the Ravens, um, the first game of the weekend. I didn't see my, I didn't see any of the games because I was at work. But the uh, Ravens and Texans. Um, what, what do you guys think of the uh, game? I was keeping score, but I didn't watch any of it. I I well, think the Ra- the Ravens beat the. Uh, beat them up pretty good. Like the Texans, they were able to, you know, get as far as they got and good for them. I'm not going to say anything bad about them, but uh, the Texans or the Ravens prove that they are, that the Texans are not necessarily in their league yet. The Texans just put up a fight for a good half. They gave us a good half of football. Yeah, because it was it was ten ten for a while, right? It was ten ten until like halftime. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, once the Ravens were able to take charge, you know, the Texans were just done for. Yep. Yeah. And, and it was a good run by Houston. They're still young. They they were they were like the Detroit Lions of last year. A year, even though the Detroit Lions didn't make the playoffs last year, they cut, they remind me of the Detroit Lions because they were a year ahead, playoffs a year ahead time. And that was because of Jacksonville collapsing, but still, they took advantage of that and won the division. And good for them. They're going to be a very good team next year, a dangerous team. That division is going to be uh, pretty interesting this year. Um, oh, it was the Cincinnati um, offensive coordinator got hired by Tennessee. That's, that's what it was. Um, oh, he was? That division is going to be uh, pretty good next year. That might be one of the best divisions, division races next year in uh, NFL. More teams are going to be good. Tennessee is still going to be good. You have a young quarterback, Indianapolis getting their quarterback back, Houston, and then Jacksonville is always going to be there. So watch out for that division next year. It's going to be it's going to be a good race. But any more um, spots in the game, guys? I know there wasn't that much to it. <laughs> Uh, just you know, Houston. Houston will get there again. And then, 
uh, Nightcap, the uh, 49ers and Packers. I watched the fourth quarter of this game. I was I was kind of tired after we did our show uh, on on Saturday, but uh, so I only watched the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, I mean the Packers were leading when I turned it on, and I thought I thought they were actually going to win, but they blew. They blew their chance when they missed the field goal to their kicker missed the field goal to go up seven and then the Niners took advantage and went downfield and took the lead and yeah. And the Packers couldn't recover after that. I mean they won twenty four twenty one. But what were your thoughts, um, Doug? Clemens go first. Clemens, you can go first if you want. All right. Um my thoughts, I was very, very, very impressed with the Packers. I mean, the Packers played, went in that game, and I think the 49ers and Montreal took the Packers lightly because they were the seventh seed. Now, it didn't help much knowing that Devo Samuel did, did get injured in the game as well. And it's a big question mark of this um, big, big weekend coming up, championship weekend. But I, I think, to tell you, in, tell you the truth, I kind of figured in a way, it had this game made me think watching that end of the game and that final drive of the Packers. And watching Jordan Love just throw up that dumbest interception pass I've ever seen in my life, it made me wonder, is the NFL really put shade on what people really say about the NFL, the NFL being rigged when Jordan Love threw that interception? <laughs> because, that that because was a dumb was pass. A boneheaded, it was the most boneheaded, rookiest mistake. That you you get you you only do that in college. You don't see that in college. That's a high school level mistake. <laughs> yeah. Let alone NFL, especially with yeah. two men. Oh, yeah. So. yeah. Like it, the thing about it is, is that like you could tell, and I've always thought that uh, Matt Lafleur was a bonehead, and. I mean, Jordan Love, this is his first year in. I think the Packers are going to be in uh, in the playoffs for many years. Uh, but, yeah, I think, like, with with what happened there, I don't think anybody's surprised that the 49ers won. No, I think they're surprised that it took them as long as it took them or it took, like, that much of an effort, but. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a blowout by the Niners. I, I thought the history in the last couple of years, but that was granted was with Aaron Rodgers. The San Francisco dominated the Packers. Just the Cowboys dominated. I mean, the Packers dominated the Cowboys, but. It looked like the Packers had had their chances to win that game, and it and it went downhill after they uh, missed that field goal to up seven. But it looked like they were 
kind of in control of that game until up until they missed that field goal. And then they let San Francisco down, go down and take the lead, and then Jordan Love, they had a chance to go get in field goal position. That's all they needed to do. And Jordan Love throws that idiotic pass to field the game for San Francisco. That kind of reminded me of like a Brett Favre kind of pass. He just threw it. He just threw it. <laughs> Brett Favre used to do those kind of passes, just throw it up in the air and let his receivers try to catch catch it. But he just threw it right to the wingers. But nobody expected the Packers to be in this position either because. In the middle of the season, they, they were struggling to even win games because Gordon Love was struggling, and they got high at the end, too. It's like the Texans and the Bills. And so. But, yeah, good for Sam Francisco. They're moving on to championship someday again. It's time they're hosting, which is the next game we're going to talk about, the Detroit Lions and um. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, another game that was close until the second half. Um, I didn't see much of this game either, but I was keeping track of it on my phone. But yeah, Detroit Lions win, but Tampa Bay hung in there. What were your thoughts, um, Doug? Uh, I mean, I was hoping that the Lions were going to win because I really do like the underdog story. The, I mean, it looked for like I, I'm just glad it was. I'm glad it was a really good game. Uh, but yeah, like it did look like Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had the chance to come back, but the Lions just survived again, like they've been doing. And I know nobody's really given the Lions a chance on Sunday, but it could happen. Yeah, I give them a chance. I'm I'm rooting for them hard. Oh, so am I. Yeah. I mean, I'm enjoying this Lion thing, but I, I, I kind of find it hard for me to, to, to say. I think defensively, yes. I don't think the Lions are weaponized enough to go toe-to-toe with the 49ers. I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll say they'll give them a fight like the, the great Green Bay did. But I do give the edge and the coaching experience. I'm going to have to go to give it to the uh, 49ers experience level. Yeah. Now, don't get me Although, wrong. Now, if Steve stop playing this weekend, oh, I'm going for Detroit all the way. <laughs> yeah. Although, Jared Goff has him. More experienced than Brock Purdy, because he, he 
he's gotten to the Super Bowl with the Rams. He's been to this championship game before. So, in that aspect, yeah. Quarterback. Well, besides, besides, you take away the quarterback experience between Bob Purdy and Jerry Goff. What else, experience-wise, do that young Lion team has that's going to be well? This is we're talking about coaching-wise. If you look at yeah. what happened to Texans and the Packers, coaching was the main point of why the that team you see is one. Good point. Because of the halftime adjust, adjustments being made in the game was the main reason why yeah. these two teams won. That's that's true. Still had like almost like two JV teams in a divisional round playing each other in the Lions and uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, the Tampa Bay didn't have the experience either, even though they played the Eagles, who had the experience, but the Eagles were a mess. The so. Eagles gave up on themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, what is the status about Debo? Any word yet? I know it's only no, Wednesday. I haven't been watching any. I, I haven't heard anything all day. I Yeah, I haven't heard anything either. Yeah, we probably won't hear anything until probably Friday or Saturday morning or even even Sunday. They're, they're going to keep it close to the vest as long as they can. That way the line is not. the first day of practices, so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, he's a big loss if, they, if he can't play because that, that leaves them down a weapon and – they're going to focus their attention on Chris McCaffrey. And then, I mean, they still have George Kittle and they still have um, the other guy. I by his name. But, yeah, the, losing Debo will be big. And Detroit has some weapons themselves. They have good tight end. They have good running back. It's going to be a good game. He might I don't know if it's going to be the best of the two games. It could be. But we'll get to that when uh, you preview the other two. But any uh, any other thoughts on games other than Tampa Bay? Could have, they had a chance. They had their chances, but they couldn't. They had their chances. They just couldn't, couldn't get, get it done. That two point yeah, exactly. They'll be back next year too. That division is kind of kind of weak because you you got New Orleans. You don't know what their quarterbacks. I mean, New Orleans is going to be New Orleans 
Atlanta is going to have a new coach. Carolina's going to have a new coach. And Tampa Bay, New Orleans are probably going to play for that division. Still probably a two-team. Don't sleep on Atlanta. They sell Big Bill. That's going to change it. That's true. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who they will get at quarterback. Will they trade for somebody? Will they draft a quarterback or or whatnot? But Atlanta could be a sleeper next year in that division. If they could have been this year, but they fell apart at the end. And as to why they got why they fired the coach, so but. Oh, no. Well, they fired their coach because their coach is an idiot. Yeah, that, that too. That division is going to be uh, interesting next year, too. Especially because you're going to have two new coaches. But moving on, moving on to the final game, um, the Bills in Kansas City. The game of the weekend, probably the game of the playoffs, so far, um, and the most viewed game, too. So, it lived up to its hype. But I'll let you take the floor, Doug, since this is your, since this is mainly why you came on the show. I mean, I look, I look at it like this. I think, personally, like, I thought for sure that the Bills were going to have this. Like, we had all the momentum. It was in Buffalo. Like, we had it. But, unfortunately, if the Bills have one kryptonite, uh, who... I'll say this right now, and it's probably not popular opinion, but I'm getting sick of the motherfucker. Like, I said the other day on Facebook that he's turning into the next Tom Brady, and that's not a compliment. Because he's also – as good as Brady was and as good as Mahomes is becoming, he's also becoming an asshole like Tom Brady. Like, some of the – smirks on his face on Sunday, he needed to get hit in the face with a fucking hammer. Yeah. Oh, I agree. He's becoming a mess. Like, like, you know, he talks like Kermit the Frog. His wife acts like a diva, like... Uh, like, yeah, he... Like... He, and I, I hope I hope that Baltimore beats the shit out of them. Yeah. All right. And a lot of people are getting sick of Kansas City. Yeah. As far as how they um, played in the game the other day, you know, they they stayed in it and they were able to kind of give Buffalo fits. Buffalo, you know, played pretty good the first couple of quarters. Third quarter, they were still playing okay. But fourth quarter, it's just like they couldn't close it out. And that fourth and five, that fake punt, what the fuck were they thinking? Yeah. 
They got saved by that touchback. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's the thing, and if I'm offending anybody by this, don't listen to this show. Fourth and five, you're going on a fake punt. Put the ball in the hands of somebody you know can make a play. Do not put the hand the ball in the hands of somebody that the only thing they did in 2023 was die. The only reason why DeMar Hamlin is still on that football team is because he had a heart attack on the field back at the end of the 2020, 2022 season. Had he not had a heart had he not had a heart attack or cardiac arrest or died or whatever, his ass would have been cut because he fucking sucks. All right. Yeah, it was and and they're going to give him comeback player of the year this year because it's so triumphant. He came back after, you know, almost dying and all that bullshit. The comeback player of the year is Joe Flacco. Not that joke. Because Flacco actually did something. DeMar Hamlin is not a good football player. Yeah. So if one of the things Buffalo needs to do to get better this offseason, cut his ass. They might. I, I do right. agree. I want to go back to the, uh, that fake punt. That was kind of like mind-blowing for me. And, yes, and the only thing that really saved them, kept them in that game, was that touchdown to the um, – of the goal line, which I hear now the NFL is looking to change that rule. <clears throat> change that rule in the offseason, after this season. Because a lot of people are complaining about it, which I don't. Technically, I think you have to be an idiot to change the rule. Because as a player, you're supposed to hold on to the ball crossing the goal line. Number one, exactly. you can't control the ball. <laughs> Especially the time of this. Why, why? I know you're trying to make a big play, but sometimes you use your brain. You have other goals. Kansas City should never have gone. You use um, gone towards anywhere when you had um running the ball like crazy. And I don't know. This is a brand new, when it comes to playoffs. I was I wasn't expecting this type of game from Kansas City at all. Especially the way you've been playing all year in the, in the wide receivers, they're catching the ball, drop pass, drop pass, drop pass. Now they act like you know how to catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, right. This this Kansas, I mean, the Kansas City had the defense. It was the offense for me of Kansas City that I that surprised me more. This these two postseason games than anything because defensively they was just stacked. It was the offense that had me wondering who else besides um, Kelsey was going to step up. And Rasheed Rice, he's big time. Now, do I believe they're going to lose in Baltimore? Oh, yes, I do. I do believe they're going to lose to Baltimore. I think Lamar is going to give it to them. 
So I do believe that. But that for then the Buffalo to go drive and miss that field goal, that just took the away. Like I, I thought this year was the year that I think if Buffalo would have beaten Kansas City, which they did in the regular season, he was going to get the licks back in the playoffs. Field goal broke my heart. I think. Yeah, it broke my heart too. <laughs> I never saw it coming, especially the way it hooked. It wasn't like it was a clear miss. It, it hit the hook the opposite direction. Yeah. All right. Well, hold on a second, though, guys. We're talking as if the missed field goal is the reason why the Bills lost. Well, I'm not saying it wasn't going to lose. Just, just hold on. Clintus, what okay. was the score of the ball game when Buffalo went for the field goal? It was down by three. It was 27-24. Okay. So Buffalo would have tied it if, right. if, if they would have made it, right? How many second, How much time was left on the clock for, for Kansas City, for Kermit? Like a minute, too. Okay. He only well, needs twenty about twenty three seconds for just about any activity in his any activity in his life, which probably explains why his wife is such a bitch. Uh, he does not need that much time to go down the field. So even if Bass would have made the field goal, you know, oh big hero, you know, made field goal tied the game, defense wouldn't have stopped him. And even if they would have gone to overtime, Josh Allen doesn't win in overtime. Tyler Bass missing that field goal, it was icing on the cake of how bad the fourth quarter was for us. Did not lose us the game. What lost us the game was Josh Allen making errant throws, DeMar Hamlin thinking he can actually make a play when he hadn't done a goddamn thing all year, uh, Stefan, total diva digs, dropping balls. Khalil, Khalil okay, Shakir okay. dropping balls. Let me stop right there. That Stefan Diggs play, and we can start on that drive, was the one that really could have ended the game, won the game right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he dropped some passes. Allen made some bad throws. Everybody lost the game, except for Tyler Bass, because Tyler Bass was just trying to tie the game. Well, you know, I'm not saying that Tyler Bass could have, but we could have. It, right. It's a brand-new game, a tie game, any game can happen. <laughs> yeah, but we all know that Mahomes can make it down the field in less than 30 seconds. Especially well, we all against know the about D- how Kansas City wide receivers are playing, too. Well, no, especially against a Kansas, especially against the Buffalo defense, where five of their players are fucking missing. All right, a defense that had let them, you know, run all over them in that fourth quarter. Our defense was tired; they were not making plays anymore. Mahomes could have made it down and still scored. So even if Tyler Bass would have tied the fucking game. It would not have mattered because Patrick Mahomes would have, because t- Kermit would have taken the wind out of everybody's fucking sails, and we would have lost anyway. So, to me, it was just it happened quicker. You want to prevent Kansas City from winning the game? 
Joshy boy, make some throws. Total Diva Diggs, make a make a fucking catch. Von Miller, how about hitting somebody besides your pregnant girlfriend? Damar Hamlin, Von Miller, Stephon Diggs. If they if Buffalo wants to be successful next season, if they want to have a shot, get rid of those three. They're done. Because we're not going to be successful with the three of them there because they don't do shit. They'll probably trade Diggs. They need to get rid of all three of them. They're going to get rid of all three of them because all Stephon Diggs does is bitch. All all Von Miller does is is hit pregnant women. And all Damar Hamlin does is die. Those are the only fucking things they've done this year. The three of them fucking suck. And I blame, I mean, I I blame the whole team. Like it was, the team loss was on the team. There's no one person to blame. In a team effort. But I think, but I think if you are going to let have this team succeed, those you need to get three new pieces of the team that are not them. They are definitely, in my opinion, holding the team down for sure. Yeah. I I think they need to trade Dave to get rid of and bring in a new receiver because he hasn't done anything since all year. Since it's always been drama between him and Allen, but it looked like they kind of worked it out. But they they worked it out. He just never made plays. He never made plays, but all. A lot of that does have to do with the fact that they're covering him well, but there's been a few times, especially in the game on Sunday, where he could have made a catch, but just didn't. They needed the 20, what, 2022 digs? No, they needed the 2021 digs. Yeah. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure it was 2021 or 2022. Like, yeah, yeah. 2021. Like, it's just, I mean, again, there's a lot of people to blame for what happened. Like, it, it like it, the, lo- the loss is on the team. It's on McDermott. It's on Joe Brady. It's on James Cook. It's on Josh Allen. It's on everybody. But I'm not willing to put it on Tyler Bass because all he was going to do was tie the game. I think momentum, I think for some strange reason, the defense would have stepped up to meet a stop on a drive. Stop, got a turnover. I kind of believe that too. That's the way I'm looking at it. I, I mean, well, here's here's the thing, Clintus, and, and, I, and I understand that, and normally I would too, but the problem is, is that we had a lot of guys hurt, and it did look like for for a bit that our defense was just giving up. Yeah. 
Now, if Bass would have made the field goal, you know, and tied it, would we have made a stop? I don't know. Would we have gotten the ball first in overtime and scored a touchdown? I don't know. What I do know is that, you know, people blaming Tyler Bass for the loss, and you brought it up earlier before we went on air. Let me just say something to those people. You people are a bunch of fucking morons. Going and threatening a man's life on Twitter when he missed a field goal that was just going to tie the game. Get over it, all right? If you've lived in Buffalo long enough, you should be used to this shit. All right? Yes, you know, our Super Bowl window might be closing, but guess what? There's still enough time. Complain to ownership or whatever. You know, force Terry Pagula to make a move, to make a big move. Force him to spend some money, ball team, because he sure as shit isn't spending it on the hockey team because they suck too. But let your voices be heard. But do not threaten a man's life just because he could not tie a football game. If you're going to threaten his life, and and I'm not condoning this, but if you're going to threaten his life, you better damn well have sent tweets to everybody else on that fucking team because they fucked up just as bad as he did. Even worse. Yeah, nobody should get death threats for anything. That's That's not cool. And I'm not saying they should, but what I'm saying is that if you're gonna if you're gonna get all butt hurt and pissed off, and I know I sound pissed off uh, too, but that's also because I do get worked up about this shit. But I'm not gonna send death threats to anybody. Exactly. Um, but like, if you're gonna get all pissed off and send death threats to somebody because they're the cause of uh, losing a football game, send it to the whole damn team because they all lost the game. Not ty- not just Tyler Bass. Those people who do that are, are low life and have no life. Yeah. Yeah. Send death threats to the entire team, and then I guarantee you that the Buffalo City Police will show up at your fucking door, and you'll be you'll probably be butt raped by my cousin Mark when you get to jail. <laughs> wow. If he already hasn't been uh, murdered in jail yet. That's left for anybody in sports. When they leave the game, it's not cool. You can be pissed. You can be you can be pissed at them. That's, that's a, you're right as a fan, but that's left is crossing the line. You should be charged yeah. with that. I don't care who you are. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna send. Uh, I'm not gonna fucking send death threats to somebody just because uh, because my team lost. I am going to send. Like, human I am going to. I am basically gonna tweet like the NFL and tell them to quit letting the referees suck the Chiefs' dick or whatever. Uh, like I did. Like I did when Brad Allen fucked over the Lions. But I wasn't sending him oh, death yeah. threats. I did say that the NFL should fire the asshole. But I'm not going to send yeah. death threats. Exactly. That's it. That's just crossing the line. That's not. Yeah. 
because these these guys have families. These guys have families and kids. Yeah. So they're human beings. Just I mean, technically, technically, so do the guys that are sending the that are sending these threats that I just said should get butt fucked by my cousin Mark. But I'm going to hell anyway. So. Uh, But yeah. Any any final thoughts on the uh, games, guys? I mean, on any of the games or anything in general this weekend before we get preview. Uh, oh, I think we said we had set. It's yeah, gonna, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun weekend. I mean, it was a great weekend of games. Yes, there were some heartbreakers depending on what fan base you're part of. Uh, I do hope to God, though, that if Jason Kelsey goes to the game on Sunday, that because uh, I've heard people say that if Travis scores any touchdowns in the AFC championship game, that not only would Jason's shirt come off, but the rest of his clothes might come off, too. Uh, oh, my God. That was an actual topic of conversation on Pro Football Talk yesterday as to whether well, or not Jason Kelsey will get naked at the Baltimore game. Well, no. Uh, no. All right, let's, let's go back. He did comment on his podcast that he planned to do that before the game started. He said he was jumping out the stage. That was already planned. Hey, I've got no problem with him doing it. I mean, yeah, he was rooting against my team, but that's because his brother plays for the Chiefs. I've got no problem with him doing it. I mean, I will have a problem if he ends up naked on my TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. Yeah. And then what made it better was, I think this is his first time meeting Taylor Swift that weekend as well. <laughs> Oh wow! Oh yeah. Hey Taylor, nice to that. meet you. Let me take my let me take my shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your future I mean, brother-in-law. She, she probably didn't. She probably didn't like it though because he takes the shirt off. That big ass belly takes up all her camera room. Yes, that's true. She wanted to dance. Is she going to be at the game on Sunday? I'm assuming. Yep. AFC Championship game. If she's not there, then she really is just a gold digger. Yeah. She will. But I think a lot of people are rooting against Kansas City because of Taylor Swift because they don't, they don't want a week-long Taylor Swift media-hungry back I mean, not back but they don't want a uh, week-long Taylor Swift. <laughs> That's one of the reasons why I think people are running against not get, You guys do realize that deep down she does not give a shit whether or not this asshole wins another Super Bowl ring, right? Yeah, I know. She probably had not watched football 
until the first time Travis invited her to a game? Probably not. All right. She's dating a football player. Obviously, you know, she she's going to be supportive or at least act like she's supportive to what he's doing. But she probably does not give a rat's ass because it does not put money in her pocket, mainly because she's not married to him yet. Uh, wait till they get married and she could start ripping them off. Then it might actually, then she might actually start caring about the game. Uh, but she does not give a rat's ass whether or not he wins the Super Bowl. She's got enough money. She really doesn't need any money yeah, that he's more money. bringing in. Huh? I think she actually makes more money. Yeah. So she does not care whether or not he wins. I mean, yes, she is going to be supportive of her man because that's what a good because wo- good women usually are. And she, I've got no problem with her. I don't mind her music. I don't, I, you know, she's a pretty girl. But yes. I don't give a shit if she's rooting for her boyfriend because she's exactly. not being snooty about it. She's not being like Mrs. Piggy Mahomes. She's being respectful about it. Yeah. Is she going to go and fucking hiss on on Lamar Jackson's car if the Ravens win? No. No. She'll move on over life. Is she she going to is she going to DM uh, John Harbaugh's wife on X and tell her that she should kill herself? No. She's just going to move on. She's going to go on her next tour. And she's probably going to write a song about how her boyfriend blew the blew the AFC championship game. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no problem with Taylor Swift myself. She's bringing in but, a whole new fan base for the game. Exactly. All right. The Chiefs and Bills had a high rating. What was it, like 50 million people or something like that? Yeah. I think it was the highest rating. Yeah. Yeah. And more than likely 20 million of that are probably teenage boys or young adult boys who masturbate to Taylor Swift in their bedroom. (laughs) She's bringing on a whole new audience, which is one of the reasons why the NFL is going – is supporting this whole thing because she's bringing in more viewers. If that is a problem, if people have a problem with that, they are fucking stupid. Let's move on to previewing these two games. Um, The AFC Championship game on Sunday, Ravens and uh, Chiefs from Baltimore, the first game of the of the game of the of the day, well, what is it? Three three o'clock, three thirty. I forget what time Sounds the game starts. It should be should, probably about three. It's three o'clock. Yeah. Three o'clock. Three o'clock. Yeah. You got the defending champions trying to defend their crown against the Baltimore Ravens, who had the best record in the AFC. Lamar Jackson trying to win his first AFC championship game, get to his first Super Bowl. And it's Patrick Mahomes, two-time Super Bowl champions. Um, 
I think if Baltimore can keep Mahomes off the field and dominate on both sides of the ball, I think they win this game. And I'm going with Baltimore in this game. 34-21, Baltimore. Quinn, if you want to go. Hey, I'll go. I want to take Baltimore to win this game. Uh, lately, it's been one of my mid-season picks. So I'm going with Baltimore with the upset. Um, it's going to be a close one, good defensive battle. But I think um, this is a margin to become a champion. So Baltimore will win. All right, so uh, here's how I feel about this. Here's how I feel about it. I'm picking Baltimore. I think that it's going to be one of those games. I think the score is going to be 31-27. I think Kansas City starts hot, but then Baltimore figures out a way to isolate Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice, Baltimore will then run the ball down their throat. Kansas City will not have an answer for that. They're not going to have an answer for Zay Flowers or Isaiah Likely. And I think Odell Beckham has a good game. Yeah. I mean, it's great Breakout game for Baltimore. Yeah. So I'm saying 31-27. Yeah, me too. I'm not a bigger Tamar Jackson fan, but I'm rooting I'm for him to be a champ. He, deserve, he deserves one. Of the four, I think he deserves deserve it the most. Him and Jared Goff. Moving on to the NFC Championship at 6.30 p.m. from San Francisco, the Detroit Lions versus San Francisco 49ers. The Lions are six-point underdogs last time I checked. Um, I'll let you start, Doug. So here's how I, I feel about this game. I I am rooting for the Lions pretty hard. I think that if they can – uh, come out of the gate hot and go up maybe 21, 21 nothing, 24 nothing, whatever. If they can get a multi, multi-score multi lead, they'll be fine. But you get, if you get a multi-score lead, do not take your foot off the gas. Keep pushing. Be aggressive, but not over-aggressive. Uh and just give Brock Purdy fits. Make him make mistakes. Lesson. Do not break his elbow like you, like the Eagles did last year, to make sure that they move to the to the Super Bowl. Get back but up make, yeah, but make up, but make Brock Purdy suck. 
and he is capable of doing that. Yeah. We've seen it. So I'm I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Detroit wins this thing 37-24. Dennis? I'll go last. So. Um, I'm going to go. I have to disagree. I'm saying the 49ers are going to win this. And another dog fight as well. I think for some strange reason, this has been lining up to be their year as their get-back year from what happened last year's season. And I believe the 49ers will win, but this won't be Detroit's last swan song. I think this is something – this is going to be – this is going to be something special for Detroit, and Detroit's going to actually uh, come back somewhere down the road. And we'll see Detroit in the NFC Championship again sometime soon, sooner than another 60-something years. They got the pieces now. They've got Amara St. Brown. They've got Jameer Gibbs. They've got uh, Josh uh, – was the, the Reynolds, Josh Reynolds. Reynolds? Yeah, yeah. They've got Sam Laporta. Like they, they're set, and these are guys that are going to be on the team for a couple of years. Yep. David Montgomery, a veteran running back, good defense. So, yeah, they're they're good. They're good, and they're going to be around for a while. That's the game I'm looking forward to the most on Sunday. Yeah, me too. I'll go. Um, I'm rooting for San Francisco. I'm, no, I'm rooting for uh, Detroit Lions as hard as um, Doug is too. Cause I have some family that are Lions fans, so so I'm rooting for them. And the, the city of Detroit deserves it. I look at it this way: if Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines can end their drought and win the national championship. I can't do Lions. I can't do Lions to win a Super Bowl. Um, so with that said, I think the Lions win 37-30. I think they find a way to win at the end. Um, I just think I just there's something this kind of reminds me of maybe the 2017 Eagles where nobody's picking them, but I just have this feeling we're not going to get that rematch. Baltimore and San Francisco. I'm not going with Kansas City, obviously, so I'm going with Detroit. So we're going to get Baltimore and Detroit in the Super Bowl. And that's going to be a good Super Bowl. I just think the key to the game is Detroit needs to get off to the start and put the pressure on San Francisco because the, the more pressure San Francisco gets, they're going to they're gonna, um, be more patient and they're going to Feel that pressure. They are at home. Everybody's pressing to win, and this is their chance to win. They're not playing the Eagles, and they're at home. But yeah, go Lions. Any more? Any uh, other final thoughts, guys? Before we no head out of here. Nope. nope. I'm empty. I'll do, some, I'll do a few plugs here. Um, 
listen to myself, Daniel, and Doug this Friday as we do our top ten favorite Royal Rumble matches. Just the matches. Um, for this Royal Rumble week, Royal Rumble 2024 Royal Rumble is on Saturday, and that's going to be this probably one of the most anticipated uh, Royal Rumbles in a long time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know you are, Doug. And Clint. oh yeah, definitely. Well, Royal Rumble is my favorite event of the year, anyway. So yeah, it's mine too, and it's going to be a good Royal Rumble. Um, I think we're going to see some surprises, maybe some previews, maybe somebody coming back. Uh, there's rumors out there, always out there. And then we'll get to other other stuff that went down on uh, Monday, uh, the WWE and Netflix, but we'll get to that on, Monday, on Friday. But thank you guys for coming on and playing us. Um, Doug, you want to come on next week? You're always welcome to come back and we'll see we'll see how much the games, uh, we'll see how much the games piss me off this weekend okay all right and we'll talk to everybody on uh friday night for the um i'm sure the wrestling show and next week for the uh you know about hard hits later, all right guys. later later